Regularly on this show and also the afternoon drive, the traffic, Lester, the traffic, it's the worst it's ever been. Not since before COVID-19 lockdown. In fact, it's worse than COVID-19 lockdown. We Remember, we had the professor on from Stellenbosch University say, who says it may not be the case. We actually may not be having more vehicles on the road. We're just experiencing traffic a little bit differently because of roadworks, because of load shedding affecting traffic lights, maybe mistiming, maybe off completely. And so, therefore, we are experiencing traffic in a maybe different way not as many cars on the road as uh as before lockdown but we definitely seeing longer tailbacks longer stretches of uh peak traffic that people are experiencing but how do we mit- mitigate against that uh, we're going to be experiencing plenty of cyclists in the city for the next week as we build up to the Cape Town Cycle Tour on Sunday the 12th of March. So plenty of conversations expecting around cycling, about around mobility, around ditching that car and um, moving to your bike instead. Roland Postma is uh, with uh, Active Mobility Forum under the Young Urbanist Movement. Uh, uh, Interesting day to be talking about um, taking bicycle transport today, Roland. We're looking at the rain and its impact on mm. traffic today. Uh, there are certain barriers of entry into a cycling, you know, way of mine in Cape Town. Uh, the weather being one of them. One hundred percent. The weather is always one, um, but we know that people in other countries can happily cycle, whether it's raining or snowing or carrying. Um, children, uh, it's all about having the right infrastructure for that and also a bit of a mind shift. Let's talk about mind shifts. Are we seeing that mind shift uh, made in terms of our, our, our spatial planning and how we, uh, mm-hmm. how we build and design and see the future of uh, let's first look at a, a, a inner city and let's le- move round in concentric mm-hmm. circles, you know, uh, around the city of Cape Town. Are we seeing the policy moves being made? Well, we have the policy, actually. The the 2017 cycling strategy calls for um, um, 8% of us to commute by 2030. So we actually have the policy precedent. um, And also, as you know, we have the new comprehensive integration transportation plan that's now forming. I'm sure Council Quintus will share more on that. So it's very clear on that. So we have the policies. It's just a matter of execution. Mm -hmm. I think this is not just a a phenomenon in Cape Town, but across the whole country. We have all the policies, but it comes down to execution. Um in terms of your, the key mandate of the Active Mobility Forum is is to, to talk about tackling congestion, traffic congestion, mm. and using bicycle traffic, uh, using bicycles. We've been having this conversation for, for, for years, as you say. It's already part of, <laughs> of city policy. What is, what is the, the infrastructure, the economic or the mental block to doing that? Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, I think for your viewers, please just Google the benefits of cycling and walking. Um, it's it, it, the literature is quite clear around that. The problem is how do we get people to do it? Uh, and it starts off our infrastructure. So for us, it's you know we're currently working with um, council acquaintances, including PPA, around how do we reform our guidelines, our engineering guidelines, to ensure that if we build a cycling lane, it is safe. So for example, we have to ask, will I allow my child to cycle there? In most cases, or even walk. The answer is no. Uh, because what happens is we still try to um, design for, for 
only for cars and not for other users in mind. A good example is building a cycling lane with no barrier on a busy road either becomes a 24-car lot or um, no one cycles there because there's no separate barrier from um, tra- road traffic. And also cars are going too fast, even in our inner city area, because it comes down, yes, behavior, but also the design of the street. Are, are we moving not a little bit too fast? Of course, definitely. Must be part of the mobility mix. But isn't our major concern when it comes to congestion, whether it comes mm. to mobility, simply getting people to and from work mm. safely? And that answer is public transport. And <laughs> isn't that what should be distilled to? And then, of course, we can talk about yes. the theories about uh, uh, the last mile or the last commute, last kilometer yep. commute where people then use yeah. bicycles. Isn't the yeah. answer simply just effective public transport? Well, the answer is everything, Les. I mean, I mean uh, you know, for us to get rails to city or to vault, that's going to take years and billions. Um, you know, they're spending $10 billion, million, uh, billion on my city phase two. That's great. But what can we do now that's within the ambit that, that can happen now can have a profound impact? It is those short trips. And it starts with how we design every street. And that's something we can do cheaply now, not billions. And it can have so much benefit, not just economically, socially, environmentally. Um, remember the, the, the new climate strategy plan. Um, because cars, they take up space. And that produce a lot of greenhouse gas emissions, but also it feels a part of spatial planning that has only accelerated in the last 20 years, not decreased. I've, I've heard of people talk about the, 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 the last mile or the last kilometer theory, um, uh, Roland, where, where people get onto trains and forms of public stra- transport mm. with a, you know, with a fold up scooter, a fold up bike, or they rent yes. a bike, uh, you know, when they get to a, a transport interchange. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and then using that, that particular mode of transport to, you know, to the, to the last yeah, kilometer to to uh, to the office or, or where they work. Uh, but does Cape Town's history of, of or any major city in South Africa does you know the 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 historic social uh, and spatial planning speak to 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 that mm-hmm. particular theory? Mm-hmm. Well, it, it does actually. And one of the things I've recognised in the last CTIP is that they haven't done a they actually recognised this. So I really checking my hats off to, to the, the new administration at the city of Cape Town, they've recognized that we haven't, we don't have an integrated model public transportation system. And because my city is still, unfortunately, again, it doesn't have those numbers to make it sustainable. It's not viable. So how can we incubate public transportation? And it starts with those short trips. It's by having e-scooters, e-bikes. Um, it's having safe infrastructure that integrates. And this is how we'll actually make a profound change. Because even if we have rail back, it still doesn't mean we could become a more inclusive, walkable, um, less car-centric country uh, or city. So it starts with everything, and this is something we can do now, and that's an amazing opportunity. 15 minutes past 8 o'clock, we're speaking to Roland Bosmer. He is with the Active Mobility Forum under the uh, young urbanist sort of body of of new young spatial planners looking at different ways in how we see uh, mobility but also see the city. We're going to be focusing and sticking with bicycles over the next while. We are heading up to the cycle tour on the 12th of March. So if you're someone who uses a bike regularly, you use it to get to work or you simply use it as uh, your literal hobby or at the weekend, 21 Days, 6 to 9 a.m. Good morning, Cape Town. Only with Lester Kivett on Cape Talk. 
weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Good morning, Cape Town. Only with Lester Kivett on Cape Talk. Uh, but exactly a year and a month ago, it was on the 8th of February 2022, we spoke to the Pedal Power Association. Um, we've had plenty of complaints from cyclists who back then used to use the uh, Pardon Island cycle lane through Woodstock, making their way into the CBD. They say they stopped using it because of the level of criminality, the unsafe space, particularly during between that Pardon Island and Woodstock corridor. Instead, cyclists would in fact continue either over uh, the uh, the bridge that connects to the N1 or use a side road on the side of the harbour to get to and from uh, the Marine Drive to uh, the uh, um, to the N1, the FW de Klerk, uh Boulevard. Steve Haywood, Chairman of the Pedal Power Association, joins me. Now, just remind us, what were some of the concerns of cyclists, particularly of that area of the cycle lane on Pardon Island? Steve, good morning. Good morning to you. Lester, um, just one thing I'd like to mention quickly about the Cape Town Cycle Tour next week. It was the, it's the most successful failure that we've ever had. People forget that the Cycle Tour was started as a, uh, an, a protest ride to get the city authorities to give more attention to the safety of cyclists and more infrastructure for cyclists. So I just wanted mm. to get that point across. Um, yes, the problem is that um, on the cycle path in Parton Island, um, on the uh, Transnet's land, there is quite a lot of informal settlement structures on that side of that road there. And a lot of the cyclists using that path get attacked. Um, we have been in contact with the city to try and get law enforcement um, to patrol that area. They try their best, but unfortunately, it still happens. Mm. And if you cycle on that road, on that path, you notice a lot of glass broken and obstacles put on the mm. area so that cyclists can um, be uh, attacked mm. because of falling off their bikes and so forth. And so many of them now avoid that mm. and go onto the freeway, the foreshore freeway to avoid that, which also puts their life in danger. Mm. Let's get a response from Roberto Quintas. I'm sure you remember this conversation we had uh, a year and a month ago. You, you stressed then that it is a it is a various of situations or varying reasons for that situation, whether it be issues around negotiating with Prasa, whether it be negotiating with the city itself, or whether it be uh, de- negotiating with aspects of also harbour operations. What has been done over the last year and a month to make that cycle lane safer? Steve still says it is still a issue a year and uh, and a month after we raised it on the show. Uh, Roberto? So a very good morning to you, Lester, and to um, the colleagues and associates that are on, on the chat, and of course to your listeners. Uh, in terms of that particular stretch of road, uh, you know, we've been um, liaising with our safety and security directorate, whose mandate it is to add uh, or supplement uh, South African police services in keeping residents safe from opportunistic criminals. Uh, to that effect, there have been um, additional uh, resources applied there by uh, the Safety and Security Directorate in terms of patrols. 
Unfortunately, you know, we have to look at the city overall and the numbers and resources available to uh, law enforcement, uh, Metro Police and Traffic Police. And um, it, is, it is unfortunate, but there, there, it is not viable to have a static um, uh, presence uh, there throughout, throughout the day, um, which I'm sure listeners can understand. Uh, but there has been an increase uh, in terms of the frequency of patrols. And then uh, we also liaise with our solid waste colleagues to ensure that the debris uh, is, is routinely uh, removed as much as possible um, throughout, uh, throughout the week. Um, but, you know, we, our, our main source of concern lies there, particularly uh, with the um, legal informal settlement that has arisen on the Transnet land um, and which uh, a lot of the crime, unfortunately, emanates from. Mm. So to that degree, we have been communicating both with Transnet and Parza around um, the impact. Uh, this also applies to Weinberg, for example, where the PTI, uh, the Public Transport Interchange, um, uh, right next to it has a piece mm. of Parza land that is legally occupied mm. and where a great amount of uh, criminality also seems to emanate from. So you know, we are in ongoing uh, discussions with them about uh, the, them addressing their parcels in urban of land uh, to ensure that a plan is made to relocate persons to uh, safe spaces, um, shelters, or, or whatever you know, or to um, uh, emergency uh, housing uh, locations. Uh, Roberta, do do you know if anyone uses that cycle? And I'll ask Stephen as well. But do you know if anyone uses? That particular section at, at, at all. It, it, is, it is still in use. It is still in use. We do encourage people to try and use it in groups where possible, um, just for that sort of you know you kind of back a buddy in terms of safety and then extra sets of irons and presence. Um, but there are those who are still using it. It's just it is unfortunate though that there is there is a, a, a ratio that exists of people encountering uh, you know muggings etc. on on that. A particular route, but the route is most certainly still being used. Mm. I, I can't guarantee the numbers, but I can certainly testify to the fact that our our drivers see people cycling. You know, I've witnessed people cycling on that route. So there are those that are still taking mm. the risk, and it, and it is unfortunately a risk. I wish we lived in a crime-free society, um, or that our our colleagues in different spheres of government or public entities were taking the same initiative that, that the city is. Uh, in terms of addressing the, the homelessness mm-hmm. factor. But, um, you know, people are using it. Um, but we do encourage people to, where possible, not cycle alone on that route. I want to get a response from Roland and Steve, along with uh, Rob Quintus in a short while. But if you are uh, someone, a cyclist, who used to use the cycle and doesn't do it anymore, was it simply unsafe, particularly between Pardon Island and Woodstock into the CBD? Let me know 021-446-0567. But first, here's your eyewitness news traffic. EWN. Traffic. Lester, thanks very much. Happening in traffic this morning, there's a stationary bus on the end to... Uh, Steve Aywood of the Pedal Power Association. I know, Steve Rowland, there's a collegial, constructive relationship uh, between all your organizations, including the city and various, you know, forms of governments and, and entities. But 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 you are you satisfied that after a year, uh, Steve, when we had this first conversation that there still hasn't been much movement in that area? Absolutely. I think the the problem is that we're dealing with the symptoms and not the cause. Our information is that a lot of those people that live on that are using that as a 
escape into the harbour to by foreigners to get onto boats, uh, stowaways to uh, get to other countries. Those people are never going to be accommodated with uh, other housing uh, in, in South Africa and things like that because that's not what they want. And the problem is the city should really get in touch with Transnet or Prasa and try and deal with that problem. The city has been very successful now in getting court orders to move people off public land within the city. That's an, that's an example that the city should take to Prasa and teach them how to do it. Because while those people are still there and they're preying on cyclists and pedestrians, um, cyclists are not going to use that, that road. We actually went to go and talk to the port captain and ask her if we could use, or cyclists could use the port to go through. They unfortunately cannot allow cyclists through there because if they do, they mm. lose the international coding that they have as, as a, as a harbour. Mm. But they did tell us that they are prepared to give or allow the city to use the land just outside mm. their fence, which apparently belongs to them, that they could put a cycle path there that would help. Mm. And we have passed that information on to the city, but unfortunately nothing has happened as yet. Uh, Rola, the, 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 the intersection between not only uh, road safety, but, but, but uh, personal safety against yeah. criminality and, and, and cycle lanes and ease of access for people on bicycles, also part of the conversation that you want to have. 100%. Look, I mean, when we're very familiar with the situation as well, but um, we really appreciate what PP has done, and including the city. Um, of course, we're not very happy. It's a billion rand cycling highway mark post, but it's not being used. We also know the Premier got marked there before he became Premier, so we know it's a hot spot. But we've taken a more pragmatic route, and safety is a big concern, and this goes back to safety, is what are other routes around that area that can help cyclists um, from Pableview and that side get to the CPD safely? And we know that cyclists are using Marine Drive, uh, but a big problem is that we have all the trucks parking on the Marine Drive on the yellow shoulder. And one of the solutions, very pragmatic, is to put tactical bullets there, for example. Now, it's not a complete solution, um, but it's something I also want to um, quickly... Uh, raise is the lack of connected cycling lanes. So another example is very close to that. You have a cycling lane on Albert Road, just ends there and doesn't uh, continue to the CBD. And I know it was also, and it was part of their plan to connect to the CBD, but it was never executed. A lack of accountability. This was before my time, uh, uh, a long time ago. But again, we are aware of the situation and we understand it requires our resources and we really appreciate what's being happened, but can we find pragmatic solutions um, because what we need is a bit of agility from urban mobility because and again, the safety, as you've highlighted, is a big aspect of that. Roberto, you have the final word? Yes, I think it's important to acknowledge that you know the city is addressing um, the active mobility sector as much as possible, as well as that sort of last mile or last kilometre. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, things don't happen uh, overnight, but the decisions to implement them are already in place. And I'd just like to, you know, raise, uh, you know, for in terms of hope for the not-too-distant future, that, um, you know, we are developing our southeast corridor expansion for the My City. And that is going to see... Um, a, 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 you know, uh, completely separate cycle lanes um, involved along that expansion, which is going to total, I mean, the expansion itself co- totals close on 200 kilometers or more. 
Um, and, you know, we'll be um, implementing uh, um, for our trunk routes uh, these uh, separate uh, cycle lanes that will be safer, allow access. And then, of course, mm-hmm. people can hop onto the MyCity with their bikes and then hop off accordingly elsewhere. Uh, we're also looking very much at for those who are unable to uh, partake in active mobility, whether it be cycling or walking, that that uh, sort of last mile will be looked mm-hmm. at through feeder uh, feeder routes of either my city itself, where uh, where uh, people can alight, um, because you know the universal access component goes a lot more deeper mm-hmm. than than just cycling. It has to we have to look at uh, those who are unable to walk or cycle, uh, and uh, we're looking at taxi operated companies in my city livery as well uh, to do that short last commute where um, we can then take larger buses as well as uh, uh, larger buses off the road. And fundamentally, I think the most important thing to focus on as well in terms of public transport, because all of it really is around people getting where they need to go, is the the resurrection and resuscitation of the passenger rail service. The city is working hard on a feasibility study uh, to to take over that function. uh, And by doing so, uh, you know, we'll be able to implement the sorts of plans we need to uh, to create the universal access and function and, and ability for passengers uh, to commute with on foot or bike to all via feeder service, such as a taxi operator company in my city livery, to the rail service, and then a right in the CBD or elsewhere in a, in a, in a, greater, a greater connected network uh, to continue as they choose uh, to do so, whether it be a feeder service on foot or on, on their bicycle. Roberta Quintus, Roland Postma, Steve Haywood, what's your experience as a cyclist, particularly uh, broadly in the city of Cape Town, but also on that Pardon Island Woodstock stretch? Rowan says, I have, and I still use the cycle lane through Pardon Island. Never had any problems with crime, but there is a lot of debris. I'm very glad and very thankful that you have gone through that area without any report Rowan but what's your thoughts 021-446-0567 spot on 8.30 time now for your eyewitness news here's Graham Robenheimer Thanks so much Lester, good morning and former public protector Tuli Maroncela returns to apologize